All right, auditors, welcome. Good morning. We're about to get the show started here. Stay around for the post-show. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus and uh, some interesting things that I've uh, read and saw. And I don't know anything about it. Uh, I have no part in this. I know. And I think uh, Jamie tries to keep her head in the sand because her husband does fly in airplanes. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to take her head out of the sand and... Uh, Stick it up in the air after the show today. Should be fun. She loves when I do that to her. It's her favorite thing. I do. Hold on. Sorry, I'm emailing. We got some fun stuff, auditors, today. We got some racing stuff. We have some weird news. Abby's going to be here. Tad Coffin's going to be here talking about his miracle thing that Jamie's been using. All kinds of stuff. I'm emailing with Tara, our listener, because this horse needs to be a fox hunter that I have in training. Oh, oh, you did get a hold of her? Good, good, good. Yeah. Good. She always knows people looking, I think. All right, you let me know when you're ready to hit the play button. Oh, you know what? I better get the sound ready, huh? <clears throat> Do you have weird new sound? Let's see. Okay, so I have... Perfect. Um, I also have a new opener. Let me just make sure this plays. Okay, that plays. Do you have any monkeys like like freaking out? <laughs> no, no, not on not on hand. Can you find it? <laughs> not in two seconds. Yes, you can. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't have a library of all these sounds. I usually have to steal them off of YouTube. Don't I thought you pay for some sound? We pay for music, not. Oh. I doubt they have they have monkeys, but I can look. They probably have the monkeys. Oh, even better. <laughs> you know, the monkeys might actually be out of copyright by now. <laughs> I celebrate their entire collection, Glenn. Do you? Yeah. Oh my god, I was the hugest fan. Oh, were you? I know all of their songs. They were around way before you, too. Very oh, I have chimps. Let me hear what this sounds like. That'll do. <laughs> There's a chimpanzee. Oh, that sounds more like a dog. I like the first one. Okay, I'll keep that handy. Okay, Is that your weird news? It will be in the weird news, yes. Are you ready? Let's see. Let's go with that one and that one. That one and that one. Okay, perfect. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm currently in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, you're listening to You say to that horses. like you're moving next week. I, you never know. <laughs> I, next week, I could be somewhere else. And I'm going to Monty's next week, too, I think, or a week or two. So 
I, fingers crossed. <laughs> You're listening to horses. And I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> on the Horse Radio Network for February 26th, episode 2379. Brought to you by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse world. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. This thing is counting down my life. I'm like, how is it only three days left to the weekend? <laughs> I know, I mean, it was just Monday. I know. And then it's, it's the end of February like, already. Oh my Jeez. God, it's Friday. Like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I'm not a fan of these <laughs> So, you know, when we lived in Pennsylvania, one of Jennifer's favorite things to do was go ride horses at Gettysburg. And actually, Gettysburg was one of our favorite places to visit. There's just something. Have you ever been there? the no. battlefield it's just something about gettysburg there you know i had the same feeling when i went to S- sedona arizona when you go to sedona you kind of have this feeling they say it's all mystic there and stuff well you kind of have the same feeling when you go to gettysburg mm-hmm. and it you know it just when you when you're doing the tours and when you're walking around the battlefields and everything it just has a feeling well she used to love to horseback ride there they allow you to ride on the trails through the battlefield and i didn't realize till this came up across my facebook feed yesterday that they actually have horseback riding trail uh tours of the battlefield so you can go and you can get a two-hour ride across the battlefield if you're going to do a battlefield tour of gettysburg on horseback would be a great way to do it Mm-hmm. That would just bring, you know, because then it really does bring back uh, to that time. And uh, uh, that just, I would even do that. I would get on a horse to do that tour. Uh, write that down. <laughs> write that down. February 26th, 9.05 a.m. my time. Glenn <laughs> so said he Get on a horse. Confederatetrails.com yeah. is where you can find it. Yeah, so it. if you're heading up there, it might be a fun thing to do. If you've done it before, let us know. Email me at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. I'd love to hear how it went and whether it was any good. So I just found out yesterday. thought it was fascinating. Cool. What's up on today's show? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about some racehorse stuff, and then we're going to get into talking to an Olympian, you know, gold medalist, Olympic Tad Coffin, and about the TheraTree that I've had a lot of success with that I don't understand at all. Um, Also, we're going to have Abby from the Chronicle. We have some weird news. Abby's coming on to talk about the horse archives in 1957. What was going on? That's before I was born, before you ask. I wasn't born yet. Barely. (laughs) Old man. Uh, Yes, that's what we're doing. Okay, good. Well, it is time for some Daily Winnies. I happen to know for a fact that one of these people that I'm going to wish a happy birthday to is listening at this very moment. Ooh. Auditor birthday, Dawn Deems. Dawn is listening right now. She's kind of our racing guru. And Dawn, we have some news for you right after the Daily Winnies. We're going to talk racing. Uh, So happy birthday to Dawn. She already knows it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Melissa Aquino 
Jennifer Morlane. Happy birthday to the three of you. And I think a couple of those are brand new auditors as well. And then also, we want to welcome a new auditor. Started uh, yesterday, the day before, Ariel Wolf. And uh, we welcome you. You can, if you're a new auditor and you haven't joined the Facebook page yet, go to HRN Auditors on Facebook, request to join, and we'll let you in. And if you want to become an auditor, just to go to horseradionetwork.com. And on the right side of the page, you'll find the auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join us. I know. I thought so too. Um, my daily Winnie goes out to, you know what? I I didn't really have one, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going through right now, which is the massive amount of picking out things for when you're building a house. I thought you'd be done by now. God, you seems like you've picked out half the world. You would think, but then you have to pick out knobs. For every freaking cabinet and drawer in the entire Did you get all the house. same thing? They all look like horseshoes? No. Let me tell you. There's a company that makes a... It look, it's like a straight bar. They call it a snaffle bit drawer pull. And they're like $20 a piece. What the hell? It's a piece of metal with like a little circle on each end. And I really want I that. I could but get our ferry to make that. <laughs> right? I, mine's coming over today. I'm like, let's go to business here. Um, so, yeah. So, that sucks. But I did pick out... If you go to Etsy and you type in drawer like pull horse or any combination of drawers and horses, uh, lots of really awesome things come up. So my entire side of the bathroom is all horse stuff and Chad's <laughs> entire side of his bathroom, all are aviation related. So <laughs> we're like, we're turning into like nine year olds. We're like, what are you, you going like? to put a little line down the middle? <laughs> Pretty much like all that on your half you of the airplane. Your side. I don't want you my, on my side. Yeah. Is the tub know. cut in half? Or <laughs> it, you know what? The tub's gonna be mine. He's never gonna take a bath. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, however, will make that my own private office. <laughs> but yeah, like the entire the entire house is either half. We're both channeling our inner like nine year olds. Like I swear, it looks, it's gonna look like a nine year old girl lives in a couple rooms, and the nine year old boy lives. In. And then for Lucas, I'm like, no, you can't have that. You're gonna get Avengers wallpaper. That's it. Can't have that. It's too expensive. Okay, I want this horse art that's gonna <laughs> But you know what? Damn, it's my house. He can grow up and build his own house. But yeah, it's really uh really coming along. And yeah, I picked out drawer pulls off Etsy and then I paid for them and realized they're coming from China. So hopefully <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> they'll be here in the next nine months. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about that in the post show, by the way, with the auditor post show today. We're oh, going to God, talk about the coronavirus. Them. So, and we're going to talk about how that's affecting things coming from China. I've been doing a little reading, and I have a personal story to tell you about that as well. Uh, but first, we have to talk. They're off. In the Kentucky Derby. That's right. We are going to start talking about the Kentucky Derby. And I thought what we could do is once a week, we'll kind of highlight a horse that's destined for the Derby. And I have a horse named Nadal. Now, I'm also a big tennis fan. And this horse was named after Rafael Nadal, who's won 19 Grand Slam titles. So, Nadal, you're going to like this story, too. 
he hasn't raced much, and the reason was he's a Baffert horse, and apparently they were transporting him before his first race, and he had a trailer accident. He got his hind leg over the divider. Oof. You gotta be jumping. <laughs> to get your hind leg oh. over the divider. Uh, he said it was just weird. He had scraped up his hawk. It took him like a month to get over that, and then he wasn't traveling well. No kidding. He bet she didn't want to get in the trailer again. Uh, so apparently they just left him off. So most of his two-year-old year, or all of his two-year-old year, he didn't, he didn't race at all. So they brought him back slowly, and he heads out on Saturday, St. Vincent Stakes, which is out, uh, I think it's in California. San Vicente. Right? That's in California, right? Um, and won the thing. Uh, So he's apparently doing very well, and they're comparing him to Justify, how Justify got started. So uh, there are big hopes for this horse. He's going to be doing a total of four major preps before the Derby, and he's definitely on track for the Derby. Uh, uh, He is out of a blame cult, uh, and uh, he's uh, sold for $65,000 at the auction as a yearling and fetched $700,000 as a two-year-old in training. Having not raced, oh, he's bought he, his daddy is blame, and he's out of a pulpit mare. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, um, I need to talk to Bob Baffert about kicking rings and um, how you put them on the horses. Don't kick anymore in the trailer and keep his feet on the ground. I'll call. I, him. I was trying to think of <laughs> dividers are usually chest height. I don't know how that would have happened. Yeah, how do you get a hind leg over it? That was a horse that was. Carrying on of it a little bit, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So he's one. Nadal is one to watch. Uh, they're gonna. His next race is probably going to be on March fourteenth at the Rebel Stakes. That's a million dollar race. So Nadal is one to watch. Now more racing news. Preakness, poor Preakness, poor Preakness. They've been talking about moving the Preakness. Remember, uh, out of Pimlico because Pimlico's a dump and is uh-huh. really falling apart. And you realize. It's been the home to the Preakness. Pimlico's been the home since 1909, and apparently they haven't done anything to, to, yeah, to the track the since 1909. <laughs> they last year closed off 7,000 seats because they were, they were unsecure. They weren't safe. So, <laughs> They're worried about the roof falling on your head. <laughs> so now there's a bill in the Maryland legislature to put $205 million in renovations into Pimlico and also Laurel Park, which is another dump in Maryland Park. Uh, they're talking about putting $167 million into Laurel Park. So the, the goal is that the Preakness would stay in Baltimore, which is in the city. And at Pimlico, with all of these repairs and stuff. Otherwise, I, this track, they're not going to have any seating left because they keep closing it. So let, let's hope that gets through and that we, we still have a Preakness. Um, Saudi, Saudi Arabia this week hosts the world's richest horse race. You know, this is amazing. Do you know that uh, if you listen to retired racehorse radio, this last episode, we had a female jockey on who is there. And that is the first time a woman has ever ridden a horse on a racetrack in Saudi Arabia. And the Arabian countries, the Arab countries are certainly fighting over putting a lot of money on races right now. Um, 20 million in cash and prizes offered for this race. Uh, it's expected to bring in 10,000 spectators. Uh, it, the winner gets 10 million, second place, three and a half, and they're going to give money all the way down to 10th place. So they're paying these horses to come in. 
so I don't know. That's a it, uh, we just keep see more and more money getting thrown at individual races. Yeah, but here you got to think about this is oil money. It's yeah. not real money. <laughs> These people have it's monopoly no, money. <laughs> yeah, twenty million done. <laughs> Sounds good. Couple more stories. Harness racing history was made in Charton M or N. Sorry, Charton N made harness racing history when she was voted Horse of the Year at the Dan Patch Awards over the weekend, becoming the first pacing mayor to win the sports top honor. Girl power! Yeah, so she won 15 of 19 races, earned almost a million dollars, and... You know, female pacers, they don't usually run against the males, but apparently she was doing so well. She clocked a 146 and winning at Lady Liberty at, on Hamiltonian Day at the Meadowlands. And that's the fastest mile by a female pacer in the history of harness racing. Woo. So she, we don't talk about harness racing much, but we had a girl. Standing I bet out. I they had named her something other than Sharton N. <laughs> Sharton N. I don't know. It's kind of a weird name. Yes, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, she also won Pacer of the Year honors, obviously. Uh, and she's New Zealand bred. It's the first time also that a foreign horse won the award. Wow. So she had two things going for her. The uh, Down Under crew seems to do pretty well with mares, huh? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Black Caviar. Yeah. A do. girl. Uh, more news out of the horse world, and I know you have some too. Princess Haya, if I say that name, most of our listeners know who she is, right? Yes. I have. She, well, I mean, give a recap. She okay. was the president of the FEI. For a long and time. And married to... Uh, but she's not married to him anymore, right? Well, she's married. She is married to him. Sheikh right, Mohammed. but she ran away. Yeah, so we haven't talked much about this, but she apparently last year ran away with her two kids. And it, uh, it all it's of Germany, this... Germany, right? Uh, it was either England or Germany. I don't really know. So right now, I think it's England. She ran to England. Uh, and she is married to... Uh, Mohammed, you know, who owns uh, Go- yeah, Godolphin uh, State Horse Racing Rashid Stables. Maktoum. Yeah, and she is now suing for divorce, but he is trying to get the kids back. So she took the two kids, and they're fighting over right now what they're fighting over in court, and I thought this was interesting. She's trying to get the children to be made wards of the court so they couldn't be taken back, and she's also applied for forced marriage protection order in relation to the children and a non-molestation order. So what's going on right now in the court is... Uh, Sheikh Mohammed's asking that these the details of these two orders not be released, and she's fighting that she wants to have all the details of these court orders released, which probably wouldn't look good. Uh, so there's a big battle going on right now. What's going to be happening over there with this? Uh, oh, poor woman. Yeah, so, you know, she apparently left... Uh, it said in the court order that she left with her two children in fear of her life after becoming estranged from her husband. She is the sixth wife, by the way. This is a reason you shouldn't have more than one. One's enough. Dude, I mean, uh, she, <laughs> she's lucky she has the opportunity to leave. There are so many women that don't have the opportunity. Well, what think, about the other five wives? Well, I think she actually did it in a very sneaky way. It was oh, not, yeah. I know, remember we covered the yeah. story. I mean, it was like middle of the night, fl- fl- you know, and, and that happens all, oh, don't get me started. It happens all over our country and all over the world. And lucky she had the means to disappear. Um, but God, she must attempt. be under protection. 
I mean, he has uh-huh. the means to go get her, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. it's really uh, that's really scary. It's it's just not a country. I mean, this if you think about like Saudi Arabia, I was talking to Chad about it before the show. If in Saudi Arabia, if they think you steal, they just lop your hand right off. Yeah. And um, if you are cheating on your spouse, they throw you off a building in the public square. Things like that. Like this is not. This is not a really wonderful, warm place to be a woman. Okay. Just not. So I just, I'm glad you got out and I hope everything works out. And I think that, uh, lots of stuff has got to change around the world. Yep. I, I agree. Sorry, didn't mean to go in that. No, area, I mean, I brought it up because we haven't talked about it in a while and it's a story that's Saudi out Arabia, there. You're giving away $10 million for a horse race. And it's obviously, cool. you know, Princess Haya is, is well known in the horse world. If you've been following anything. And of course he is too, because of Godolphin stables. So there you go. Yeah, it's a mess. We see his jet over here at the Ocala airport the, twice uh, a year for the auctions. So uh, it's parked there twice a year. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Cleanse, right. cleanse, cleanse. Cleanse. <sighs> okay. Give me something else. What do you got? Well, I could do weird news or we could do study show. Which one would you like? Let's say weird news. I have a study show. I haven't done one in a while, so I put one together here. Mm-hmm. And at, let's explain study show. So what we do every month, what I do every month, is I take a look at uh, Google, and I just put in study show, and I look at the studies that we've wasted our money on over the last month. Be- and I only look at the titles because, to be honest, if I was to read any of these studies, I would be bored out of my mind, and I would get the first paragraph and not understand it. But... We do, most of these are, you know, we just kind of know the answer before we see the study. Now, this time, we're going to switch it up a little. I'm not going to have you guess. Instead, let's just talk about some of these uh, instead of you guessing this time. Okay? Okay. The guessing was more fun when it was the two of you, when it was you and Jemmy. That That was a little more fun. So studies show that screen time slows infant brain development. Did you let your son have a lot of screen time? Yeah, and he's really smart. No. <laughs> I mean, there, Lucas as a as, as an infant, no, he I didn't give him a screen because he would just eat it or break it. Yeah, exactly, drop it on the floor, bang himself <laughs> over the head with it or something. Um, but no, um, yeah. The, I was I've wondering read, how the infant holds the the iPad. Infants don't do things. Yeah. But, I, if I could have done anything in the car when you have reverse facing car seat forever and the, he just screamed. And I, I mean, I would have given him a pinky finger and to I think be quiet. Most of, uh, most of our listeners have. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Studies show that cardiovascular diseases affect nearly half of American adults. No kidding. Wow, that's a. That's a study they paid for. <laughs> Way to go. And I'll talk about that a little bit in the post show because I have some personal experience about that and, uh, that we'll talk about. Teachers who praise see a 30% increase in good behavior from students, studies show. I completely believe that. Oh, my gosh. And you know what it is, too? Lucas was going to <clears throat> had a first grade, and they added a, a first grade class, okay? And remember, he's six, and they added a new class, and I was like, do you want to try a new teacher? He's like, sure, I'll try a new teacher. Why not, you know? Lucas doesn't I was, care. <laughs> I was so proud of him. Now he hates going to school. Oh, really? He hates going to school because the first teacher was like bubbly and nice and gave lots of praise and lots of like treats and stuff like that. Not not like 
they do this thing called points. Like they get points. Mm-hmm. And she was very generous with the points. And now this lady is like, he gets like a point for showing up on time. And that's it. So it's just kind of frustrating to see him lose the interest in, in school just because there's a, somebody who was not as, I don't know, Mary Poppins or something. Yeah. She was, she was in the, uh, she was not in the 30%. <laughs> no, so. that's kind of a bad. And you know, I, we had Mr. and Mrs. Young. I remember this junior high school, which is a tough time anyway, when you're a kid, right? We had yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Young. They were married. One taught English. That was Mr. Young. She taught music. That was Mrs. Young. They were both the meanest people we have ever met. We, we wondered if they just threw knives at each other at home. He was bald. And he, when he got mad, his, his head would turn bright red. Like a light bulb. So we called him light bulb. Um, and they were the meanest people. I actually saw her. This was in the days when you could get away with this. and Nobody would say a word. They had paddling in those days. And Mr. Young was known for paddling more students than anybody else. Um, and then they would take you out in the hallway. And he had to get the neighboring teacher. There had to be a witness. And you would hear the kids screaming in the hallway. Probably. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Paddling was allowed back then. And you'd hear it every day in the hallway. And it didn't even have to be a principal. The teacher could do it. So, and they had paddles hanging right there. And this was, you know, this wasn't that long ago. So the other one was Mrs. Young. I actually saw her take, and I remember her name, Jane. I saw her take Jane by the hair, grabbed her out of her seat by the hair, and drug her to the principal's <gasps> office. And that you could get away with that crap in public school back then. So those two teachers left an you know, a mark on my brain, but not in a good way. So there was no praising coming from them, which is probably why I'm not musical at all now. You think? That is crazy. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, everybody my age could tell you those stories from high school. The corporal punishment only stopped 20 years ago, I think. When I uh, was in elementary school, I remember one of the schools I went to, um, we moved after like second grade. There was the Red Bench. The red, the red bench, bench. sat outside the principal's <laughs> Did it office. shock you when you sat down? Or? If you sat on the red bench, you were next to get paddled. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> not good. Did you? And, you know, we had suspension in those days, too. I guess, you know, paddling was for the... Se- I don't remember. I never got paddled, thank God. Let's move on. Studies show physical activity helps kids learn. But yet, most schools are taking away recess. So, figure yeah. that out. I don't know. Studies show pet ownership can improve health. Now, I think we could have done that study. We could all split the money, us and the auditors. We'd have been happy, take our million dollars and go home. Uh, Wait, whole, yeah. that is the dumbest study ever. Everybody knows <laughs> Everybody that. Everybody knows it. No. Uh, this is a new one. There are a couple things that come up in our studies over the 10 years that we've done this that contradict each other every year. Let me guess this one. Then. Okay. No, I mean, you got to tell me the first half, and then I guess... Oh, second. no. What are the, what's the one thing I got... You probably hit... Because I got both covered in this, in this study show. What's the one thing that's come up almost every other month? It's either good or bad for you. Coffee. Yes. And the latest <laughs> study says coffee is good for you. Yay! <laughs> I'm drinking it right now. Also, whole milk. We'll get this one. You're going to love this one. Whole milk helps prevent obesity. Isn't whole milk the one with all the fat? Yep. <laughs> okay. Good times. S- studies show doctors are diagnosing more millennials with depression. 
That's Man, because... I can't keep up with all the different personality <laughs> types we're supposed to be these days. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you an introverted extrovert? Are you an extroverted introvert? Are you are you? It a, takes me a, a minute to figure out a... what age millennials are in relation to the other groups too. I I need a chart that explains. Okay, millennial starts at this year and ends I... at this year. I, I just, I don't know. I'm so confused by all of the, and, and all the different uh, diagnoses we're all supposed to have. Jeez. <laughs> I think it's because they don't have any physical contact now that we're all just online all the time. Snoring can, snoring can lead to relationship problems. Well, there's a no crap. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Snoring can relate. Uh, first of all, you're probably sleeping apart. So that doesn't help the relationship either. Uh, studies show homework isn't beneficial in elementary school. I was, sh- yeah. I've been shocked when I visit, uh, Jemmy, how much homework Jojo has. He's in like first grade. <laughs> yeah. Know? Lucas has homework every day, but I, it's not like a lot. Okay. You would think I could uh, turn my phone off before the show starts. I uh, should do mine too. Nobody <laughs> calls me though. <laughs> only 10 years. I mean, I think I uh, study find two more studies find what's the other thing that comes up every month? What's the other product that comes up every month in study show? Besides coffee, uh, alcohol. Well, alcohol does too, but that's the, the other vice that's becoming more popular and smoking. Oh, vaping. <laughs> yeah. Smoking marijuana study finds people who smoke weed are more likely to have false memories. No kidding. I mean, you mean, wait, <laughs> breaking news, smoky marijuana messes with your brain. I never heard of that. And I think it ties into the last one I have. These two I kind of put together because I think they go together. So remember, study finds people who smoke weed are more likely to have false memories. And then another another study showed contestants are getting worse at the price is right. Mm-hmm. I think they go together. I do. Which one is that? That's the one they guessed. The... That's the one with Drew Carey. Oh, Drew you Carey. Know, uh, curtain number two and all of that. How can you get worse at that? It's all. Oh just no, that's not yet. Drew Carey. That's the other guy. Uh, the other comedian guy. I get them mixed up, but they're no, getting no, no, worse no. probably because they're smoking right. weed. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my study show. State line tech. Let's talk about that. All right. Fantastic. State line tech is our title. Dot com. Com. Go there right now. Oh, okay. Go there right now. Go there right now. And uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, they still have the blanket deals, by the way. And it was so funny because we had a comment in the auditor room. I am always behind it listening. And then when you do the the state line tech commercials and talk about what's on sale, by the time I get there, it's not on sale anymore. Well, Catch up, people. <laughs> sorry, but uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Blankets at twenty nine ninety nine, And oh my Jennifer gosh. just ordered... It's hard to find blankets for Scooter because, you know, he, we just shaved him. And, it, of course, the week after we shave him, it's getting down into low 30s at night. Right? So it's been warm until the you're week so we mean. shave him. I know. And we didn't have a, you're going to love this, we didn't have a middleweight blanket. We only had sheet for him. And then she had, she had a very old that we bought uh, at a yard sale for $5, kind of a fleece for him at, that has a few holes in it. He looks like a homeless pony. And so we put this, we put that, and it wasn't warm enough the other night. So she actually took one of our flannel sheets from the bed and cut it into pieces so she could tie it on his body and put it underneath the the outer sheet. He did look sad. You might as well just bring him in the house, Glenn. Come on. 
<laughs> so she went on state line tech because they have a big sale going and she found size 60s it's very hard to find size 60 blankets that's what size stanley wears is it really yeah well, he's only still, a 60 yeah well he's still growing huh he's, how, how, he's like 11 months old yeah how big is, he, is he gonna oh. round out the 16 hands you think his daddy was 16 two and his mom was 15 three so, so 16 hands yeah uh, anyway all the blanket deals they have right now are under 65 dollars and they have defender blankets they have tough one they have saxon they have horseware amigos which i think might be what she bought uh so all of those right now are under 65 dollars if you go to statelinetech.com also if you're into 4-h i know a lot of our listeners started at 4-h they're doing a giveaway and troxel and weaver are helping with this and they are matching donations to 4-h up to ten thousand dollars so when you check out there's a place do you want to donate to 4-h you can put uh, $10 in there and then Troxel and Weaver will match that. So they're going to be giving a large donation to 4-H, which is still how a lot of kids in this country uh, get hooked on horses. So you can find that also at Stateline Tech. They do good work there as well. So there you go. Head on over there for your blanket deals. You know what? I realize winter's coming to an end, but you might as well shop while they're cheap uh, for next year. That's the time It will come back. (laughs) It's going to come back next year. So, statelinetech.com. Let's go to our guest. All right. Cut there. Can I pee real quick? Yep. Okay, beer back. Did you put his oh. phone number in? Yes, you did. I did. Okay. Hold on. Live listeners, hold on. Jamie's running to the bathroom. Hi, Don. I see you're listening live. Do you have a favorite yet in the run-up to the Derby? If you do, Facebook message me and tell me who it is. And for all of the auditors, uh, I'll be telling you about my hospital visit the other night. Uh, Also, uh, we're talking about the coronavirus. The auditors had a lot to say about that over the weekend, about some news I'm getting also that I read about. Whether you should be concerned or not. So we'll be back here in a second. Cut this part out. We're going to call Tad Coffin next. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, too much coffee. All right, I've been just <clears throat> chatting with the listeners here. It's good for me, right? Yeah, exactly. This month, next month, it'll kill you. And I have whole milk in it, so perfect. Oh, look at you. Grass milk on cows that are just fed grass in the pasture. All right, I'm calling Tad. You say hi. It's ringing. Hello, Tad speaking. Hello, Tad. It's Jamie Jennings. How are you? I'm well, and you? Fantastic. Thank you for joining me. I've got Glenn on with us. We're not live right now, but we're going to be live in just a second. And okay. uh, if we lose you, we'll call you back. Very good. All right. right. So, and- hi, Tad. Um, good morning, Glenn. 
So we're going to, Jamie's going to lead this one. And uh, are we mainly focusing on the Theratry, Jamie? Or Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I know you've been using it. So. There's too much to talk, too much to go over in, in one day, one interview. Okay. <laughs> you got to focus on something. Yeah, so I, think I think, I think we can, we can, uh, may, maybe we can have another uh, revisit and, and get into a little bit more detail on a, on a second interview. Because yes. it's you know the, I don't want to geek out uh, on the science of it, but it's pretty interesting stuff. Hey yes. Ted, are you on a speaker? Yes, sir. Can I have you come off of that? Because I think the sound will be better. Yep. Hang on, just a second. So Jamie, you'll have to do his introduction. We have not done that yet. Yep. Okay. Is that is that better? Uh, talk to me here. Let me. It's better. I, I I've got you on a on a Bluetooth. E- I, I think that's on a Bluetooth. Good. I, actually, you're cutting. Can you talk directly in the phone? Can we try that? Because uh, yeah, you're cutting out that. a little. I'm losing words. Oh. Okay. Hold on. Bluetooth sometimes work, and then sometimes I don't. Yeah, how about sometimes. how about that? Does that work? That's better. Perfect. Yeah, much better. Okay, so if we're all ready, I'm going to get going here in three, two, one. Well, I feel like our first guest doesn't really need an introduction, but I'll give you one anyway. This is uh, Tad Coffin, who started at the age of 10, riding in the pony clubs, and then grew up, and then got to train with Jack LaGoff, and then went on to get this special Mare Valley Corps, and win the individual and team gold medals at the Pan Am Games, and then... Montreal Olympic Games, and so we are talking to somebody who has quite the um, resume. So, good morning, Tad. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. I'm delighted to be here. Now, Tad is. Um, I, I so so. Let me give a little backstory of why I wanted to talk to Tad today because. So I have all these off the track thoroughbreds that are coming into my house for training just to get restarted. And a lot of them have some issues here and there uh, from, you know, racing so many times and uh, some behaviors too. And so uh, an anonymous listener donated a Tad Coffin Theratry. And she says, this thing works. It's amazing. I don't really know why, but it works. And so I got it and I I don't know why it works, but it works. I had the, the 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 video that I posted that kind of went viral was a mare that weaved Tad back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, just like psychotically weaved in the stall. I put the theratry on her and I, I, I went to my house for 20. I was like, I'm going to give her 20 minutes in the theratry and see what comes out. I come back out and um, she's asleep. And this is a mare that did nothing but weave. So I wanted to get Tad on to talk to me about this black magic that's happening on my farm with all these horses. So Tad, what is the Theratry? Well, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting device and it comes, it comes to us from the technology that's actually in our saddle. So any saddle of ours has the same technology in it. So you can actually use ride in this technology, but we recognize that not everybody uses our saddles and there's some that are, that are different than ours. So we thought we'd take this technology and, and sort of make it a, a non-riding therapeutic device. And that's what the therapy is. The science on it is, is 
geeky. So maybe it's a little bit more than, than what we need to tackle in a, in a, in a morning show, but the, but you know, there's, there's good science to it. It's not all teased out yet, but, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's basically providing an energy in the far infrared light spectrum that horses find very soothing, very welcoming. And it has all kinds of positive impacts, not only on their nervous system, but on their digestive system, their cardiovascular system, so on and so forth. It's really cool stuff. And there you have it. That is the, (laughs) it's the far infrared spectrum, but it works on, and I I don't want to take you down the, the, the rabbit hole of geekiness, but I want to know a little bit about it. So it works on like on a cellular level, right? That's correct. So I'll, I'll try to delve a little bit into the science without, (laughs) without getting overwhelming. So there's, there, there are a combination of materials, geometry and processes that, that, when we put them all, all those things together, um, there's, uh, there's, there's energy created from piezoelectricity. Anybody can look that, that up. It's basically a naturally occurring form of electricity, which then is re-radiated in this far infrared spectrum. And there's, there's a lot of work being done on, uh, low, very subtle energies and, and, uh, targeting specific tissues to aid healing. So that that's being done right now in the medical world. And what we've, what we've done here is we've sort of fallen into this. This is not something that we were trying to, um, trying to create, but the horses led us to this, if you will. And we've just been watching their response and they find this kind of energy very welcoming. And, you know, we know that horses are energy perceptive. They find some energies welcoming and some, very disruptive and you know at the at the at at the racetrack particularly there's a lot of there's a lot of energy that horses find disruptive in it and like with this mayor of yours you know she's got ptsd from from that kind of environment and so what they really need is a is a is an antidote to that and that's what the therapy is providing so if you put this on, I mean, I, I saw the, the effects of how it worked kind of on her brain and our body just creating her re- relaxation. But if you have a horse that doesn't have these behaviors and you just put it on, like say, uh, okay, I'll give you an example of another one that really worked is I have a horse that very lovely gets along well with everybody, not any problem. All of a sudden he decided that he didn't want the girth being put on like he just just kind of pinning his ears you know is kind of getting a little cold backed and i put the therapy on him for 20 minutes and take it off and then i go put a saddle on and he's totally fine why is that working for for a very similar reason you know it's it's it creates a lot of pain relief and i think horses become objectionable because of pain and one of the interesting things that we've been working so hard on for, you know, 30 some odd years is trying to discover what the best possible saddle configuration can be for a horse. And can we get a, a saddle to the point where not only is it not creating discomfort, but it's actually going beyond that and creating a really pleasant experience for the horse. So that's what we've done on the, on the saddle. And then we in that same technology and put it in the therapy. So part of it is creating pain relief and it's doing that through the same, 
the same effect on the the the, the cellular on the cellular level. So it's it's, uh, it, it's it's right, and it's you know the chiropractors are using red light therapy. Um, you know, saunas are being made now with with uh, more infrared, um, more longer, slower infrared rays that come from carbon fiber, and we use carbon fiber in in the in the therapy. So these are all different ways that that we're slowly discovering how to relieve pain, how to create wellness, how to create relaxation with non-invasive. Uh, non-pharmaceutical methods. Now, one thing that I haven't tried yet, but I'm really looking forward to trying is it apparently really helps the trailering. Trailering with this creates a, a rel- more relaxed trailer ride. That's exactly right. And horses arrive in in a more relaxed state. They ship better and they arrive with more um, feeling more hydrated, you know, the, again, I'm trying not to geek out on the science. But <laughs> You're the doing far, great. Far, I'm proud of you. <laughs> the far, well, the far infrared spectrum has a, a very significant impact on water. And, and when you change, when you change the impact on, on water, you change hydration levels and all cells function better when they're hydrated. That's essentially how it works. So, you know, taking that one step further, you know, it works on trailering, but also horses that are difficult to shoe, you know, before the blacksmith comes, put the therapy on and, and, you know, the, the, the farrier has a much easier time. Yeah. Or with horses that are, you know, that are being introduced to the saddle for the first time, you know, if you bring them something that creates a very pleasant experience for them, then the whole process of getting them started, is is much easier. We we experienced that with when we went out to visit Monty Roberts and brought him a therapy and you know the horses that he was uh, working with uh, that that hadn't had tack on before. They were just so much easier because what you bring is very positive. I watched you with Monty, and if you guys want to go see Tad kind of demonstrate, because Tad will also do uh, do clinics and, and different things uh, to show you this, but he went to Monty's, and it's on the MontyRobertsUniversity.com. I'm a certified Monty instructor, uh, Tad, so I'm a huge, huge fan, and, and this is kind of what got me involved in trying out the Theratry. How can people get it? Uh, is it for sale and can they buy it or is it rental only? It's rental only and there's a there's a very good reason for that. It 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 lives in a fairly harsh environment. You know, you can put it on a horse and they can wear it in their in their stalls, they can wear it overnight. Um and you know, if 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 we one of the reasons we rent it is because if it gets damaged, then we just trade out the unit. Because it's new technology, we're always evolving it. We've made probably four different iterations since we began this a year and a half ago. So anybody who rents it gets a, gets a swap out for a newer version as we discover things. So that way they can always be on the cutting edge and, and by renting it, you can try it for a month and see how it works. And like exactly what you're doing, you try it on this horse and, and you get some benefit. And then all of a sudden you find more and more horses to put it on. And that really makes a, that makes a, a, a huge difference in the cost because you're sharing it over many more horses. And you'll find that there's so many other 
things that we spend money on that the therapy ends up supplanting. So, you know, a lot of calming um, supplements, you know, those just go by the board. You don't need them. You know, you don't need this many chiropractic visits or acupuncture visits or um, a lot of the other stuff that we do to try to create wellness. It all comes in this sort of one um, one thing. I, well, so, I'm a believer, you know, Tad, and I have a couple months left uh, on my subscription, and I absolutely love it. I, I put it on it, pretty much during the day. It's on a horse all day long. It doesn't plug into the wall. It just sits on the horse like a like a surf single almost. Yeah, I had this picture of cords coming off the horse into the plug, yep. and that, yeah, nope, no, okay, good. nothing like that. Well, and then, then, sorry, go ahead, Tad. So there, there we 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 have an additional feature. Get into in this conversation, but it's really interesting, and yeah. that's a that's a grounding feature. And what I mean by that is electrically grounding horses. That we that's that's sort of a whole new phenomena that we're onto, and would love to talk to you about that at some point. <laughs> uh, but but this but but this therapy itself has no wires, no batteries, no magnets. You just put it on. The horses can wear it overnight. Horses can wear it during the day. There's no how long they can wear it. And as horse people are known to do, you can take it home at night and use it on yourself and mm-hmm. feel better just the same way the horses do. So it's a, it's a, it's a win-win thing. It goes over the top of blankets. So you don't have to take rugs off and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lightweight. It's easy to use, no recharging, nothing to maintain. So, you know, from the standpoint of simplicity, it's really, um, it's really terrific. Yeah, and 20 minutes a day, he said, or 20 minutes a couple times, or 20 minutes or all day, or however long you know, they can I, wear I think it. it I, exactly, and I think it depends on it depends on the number of horses that you're trying to use it on, and and I would say the severity of the of of the cases. So you know, with with horses that are really wound up tight like this mare that you're talking about, you know, she could wear it for hours, and you know, it 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 should always be doing something. So if it's not on one horse, it should be on another horse. It should never be sitting around. So mm-hmm. you know, at, 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 because of the fact that it's working all the time, with really no maintenance required uh, in terms of uh, in terms of people handling it or 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 having to to, to monitor horses that are wearing it, you know, it, it ends up being. I don't know, thirty-eight cents an hour or something like that. So you know, for a therapy, you can't you can't beat it for the price. Yeah, and and this is kind of something too that if you do have a lot of horses, or if you are at a boarding barn, you guys can all go in on it together because it's not cheap, but it's it's I'm seeing some big results from it. And uh, Tad, where can people go to learn more? They can go to Theratree Thera T H E R A hyphen Tree dot com. Or they can go to our saddle website, which is Tad Coffin Saddles, plural, uh, dot com. Well, we're going to have you back on, Tad, and we're going to get uh, into a little deeper about it. But I just want to thank you for giving me such like a great blanket kind of overview of it and kind of how it's working. And I definitely understand it more, and I appreciate it. But it's 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 I'm a fan. I'm I'm not getting paid to say it. I mean, it, it's working. So you guys. Uh, well, I appreciate that. And and anybody has more questions, they can also call me on my cell phone because that's how that's how we work here. So that number is four three four. Anybody's welcome to call me. And by the way, when he calls you back, you're going to be shocked. It's like, this is Tad Coffin. You're like, oh my God. 
because <laughs> I get a little well, geeky. <laughs> thanks, Dad. I don't know thanks, about that. Dad. Anyway, thank, thank you both. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye now. So it really works, huh? Is it, you know, I heard a couple people compare it to like a Thundershirt kind of thing. Where, but I, yeah, I think it's different than that because Thundershirts don't have the, you know, technology think, that this. I think has. a Thundershirt is more like a weighted blanket, you yeah, know, just yeah. like kind of like squishes you. But this one is, it just works in like the cellular. I'm not kidding you, Glenn. This mare, I posted the video on horsesinthemorning.com about a week ago. And I actually used like a video editor to show the beginning and then 20 minutes later. And like, it's just a minute long video. This mare freaking weaved at the door. Boom, boom, boom. I, I mean, she was a serious weaver too, from side to side, door, you know, yeah. <laughs> wall to wall. Like <laughs> psychotically weaved. Yeah. We, 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 and, and, and just, and the funny thing is when you ride her, when you handle her, she's the calmest dang kids pony ever. I mean, she is so chill. And so uh, I, I just didn't understand the behavior. I put that on her and the vet was coming in the afternoon. So I put it on her for like, Maybe 30 minutes, 20 minutes, and I took the video, and then I left it on her, and I was like, oh, crap, the vet's coming. I don't want to, like, affect anything, you know, like, mask anything, because the vet's coming to just give her a general overview. And so I took it off. She did not weave for three to four hours. It worked that long. So it gave her that much of a break. And her knees, you could already tell, like, she was having physiological, like, stress from the weaving in her joints. And, and so it really made a difference. So I do whatever you want with it. I just wanted to bring the information out there and I've seen in it and it has made a difference in some horses that I've worked with. So there you go. Cool. All right. You want to do some news, some weird news? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's see. We're going to go to Ohio. As a, a 36-year-old Ohio woman was arrested last week when she repeatedly called 911. Okay. She the authorities didn't note what phone she used. I would say her name, but I can't pronounce it. Um Ketarpal. Uh, they didn't know what phone she was using to make the calls, but dispatchers repeatedly said only call 911 if there was an actual problem. And then she calls back two hours later, insisting on having somebody take care of her problem. And then she called again. And then the court documents obtained say that she was belligerent during her phone calls to the point that officers decided to arrest her on charges of disrupting public services. She was uh, released after posting a $2,500 bond. Why did she keep calling 911? This 36 year old woman, because her parents cut off her cell phone service. That's right. She called 911 to report her parents. How was she calling without the cell phone? That's why I said they did not note what phone she had used to make the calls, but (laughs) 36-year-old woman, you pay your own damn cell phone bill. This is a real story that happened. She is not spoiled at all. No, no. just can't believe how stupid people are. This is more like dumb news, not weird news, okay? Do you know TSA says it received a record number of firearms at U.S. airports this past year? They've seized, this is people trying to walk through security 
with a gun. 4,432 guns and 3,855 of those were loaded. You know, I wonder, you know, people probably, a lot of those probably even had carry permits and they just forget they have their gun. And you hear that all the time. People said, oh, I forgot I had it in there. Oh, you, you should never so forget used you to have it a, that you have it in a there. loaded fire. I mean, I've forgotten water bottles, but I don't know that I'd forget <laughs> I have a gun in my purse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait. Oh, I did have an iPad in there. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I've done For, that I had before. Some snacks. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot my Glock was <laughs> under my armpit uh, strap. You know, me. that's an expensive one to forget at a thousand to two thousand dollars a pop, too. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, they don't, they, you don't get to have them back. They take. <laughs> them. Yeah. Your gun is gone. And this just makes me realize, yeah, security is a pain in the ass, but you know what? It's probably worth it. I want you to guess in the U.S., guess which airport had the most guns taken from it. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, sir. Atlanta, the ATL, my hometown, had the most guns seized at 323 firearms. And then guess number two. Chicago. I'm really proud. No, no, no. I'm really proud of this one. Um, Chad's home base, uh, which is Dallas. <laughs> oh, well, there are a lot, you know, the, everybody carries a gun in Texas. So I can't... Texas had the top two and three Dallas. And then, uh, George Bush, the Houston had number three and then coming in at number four, bringing it strong Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I understand Dal I understand Texas cause they're pretty much wearing a gun from the time they're infants. So yeah, you, you kind of forget that you even have it on anymore. Now here's the real problem is, um, the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the story somebody uh, was bringing a missile launcher. They caught it in security. A missile Just launcher? So you know. <laughs> a missile launcher. Yeah, that's kind of hard to forget you have in your bag. <laughs> Oops! I forgot. <laughs> I was carrying a rocket launcher through TSA. Weird. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Do you remember we did that story of the artist who made that gold toilet oh, that yeah. was at Blenheim yes. in England and yes. then it was stolen? Yes. It was actual <laughs> gold. It was like worth was, hundreds of thousands of dollars or something. Yeah. 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 Hundreds of thousands. His best known artwork is an 18 karat gold working toilet valued at more than a million dollars. They were shocked somebody America, stole it. <laughs> which was in Blenheim in England and somebody stole it. Well, this artist has made some cash because he has made something that just was sold for $120,000. Okay. A piece of art instantaneously. I'll take it. $120,000. Okay. Do you know what that piece of art is? It's, it's currently at Basel art, art Basel in Miami beach. It's on display. It won't be there long. Won't be that you better get your tickets because it, it is a Maurizio Catalan, the Italian artist, has sold his thing in Miami. It's a banana taped to a wall. I saw it's that somebody bought it. Somebody bought it. <laughs> it's a banana taped to a wall, and uh, he's apparently a satirical. No, artist. and um, the uh, he told a rare interview on CNN 
It is a symbol of global trade, a double entendre, as well as a classic device for humor. A banana taped to a wall, which, by the way, is rotting quickly. Okay, it's a real banana. Was it duct tape? Because that would make it worth more in the horse world. Let me see. It looks like duct tape. There you go. (laughs) Duct tape, banana to wall. I have to admit, I don't have much of an art gene, but we go to. When we go, when Jennifer forces me to walk into an art museum, I am like, I don't get it. I just don't get any of it. Unless it actually looks like something, I don't get it. Yeah, like a really nice, like, farm painting. Landscape or people or apple even. I get that. But I don't get abstract. It's a banana taped to a wall. Yeah, I don't get it. And, And I've seen some statues where you go, I really don't get it. You know, if unless it looks like a horse, I don't get it. This know. guy is that like walking cool. around like I am so awesome. What else can I do? I made a gold. Hey, toilet. us horse people, we can think of some da- things to tape to walls. <laughs> we yeah, can, we can come up with some stuff. I'm sure I could come up with something. <laughs> and finally, one more. All right. And my sound effect. I need my other sound effect. I requested. Oh. <laughs> What is that? That's not what we heard. It's, yeah, it's chimpanzees. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not chimpanzees, so that's right. A troop, a troop of baboons escaped a medical research facility in Sydney. Run, you guys, run, run, run. I've seen that movie. Run. Police in New South Wales said the animals had been, quote, what? Let's see if you can find the very hidden puns in this whole article, okay? Police in New South Wales said the animals had been going bananas in the suburb of Campertown <laughs> on Tuesday. After they Footage taped them to the wall. <laughs> exactly. Footage on social media shows three baboons running past vehicles and shocked onlookers. The Royal <laughs> Prince Alfred Hospital later confirmed to local media that the animals had indeed escaped... Uh, they were used for medical studies, including research into diet and exercise. Well, they got some exercise. Um, the force did let out this treat, this tweet. <clears throat> Let's see if you can find it. Please let the officials do their job and don't be tempted to pry, mates. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I'm bump. Anyway. <laughs> They apparently. Were. I looked. I do not have baboon sounds handy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this how did, Planet of the Apes started, where they all escaped? They escaped. I mean, this is definitely how something gets started, and uh, <laughs> it's a the baboon apocalypse is coming. <laughs> Run. Right. Run for your lives. And that's it for Weird News Wednesday. Next up, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna call. We're going to call Abby, who's from Chronicle of the Horse. She couldn't make it last week because she was like too Let busy Let me talk for us. about Ovation while you're doing yeah, okay. that, Let okay? Okay, uh, I got to make sure Glenn fits in all the commercials. Ovation riding. People use it. They're the best. Ovation riding makes a wide variety of products, including boots. We've talked about the country boots, and uh, Glenn wears them all the time. I, I don't, mine aren't the country boots. Mine are different ones, but I wear them all the time. And uh, they also make waterproof tall riding boots. Mud season is here, people. And so you can also look at the Moreland 2 high rider boots. 
the Moreland two is a workman like riding boot that can take you from chores to the saddle. Really? Okay, I need that. I I wear my country boots all the time. A full grain oiled leather foot is paired with a grippy suede upper that has an elastic gusset for superior fit. The side zipper with hook and loop tab makes for easy on and off. Full waterproof breathable membrane and gusseted entry keeps the boot waterproof to four inches above the bottom of the zipper. A moisture wicking dry text lining keeps you cool, dry, and comfortable all day long while the grippy outsole is sturdy and provides an exceptional support in the ground or in the irons. All for $195 available in all the sizes for men and women. In black or brown, visit, visit OvationRiding.com. Today, I'm going to go look at the Moreland 2 High Rider boots. That sounds awesome. They are cool. They are cool looking. They're good looking boots. And they're not expensive. You know, as, the, <laughs> as tall boots go that you wear in the wintertime, they're really good price. look at the boots. Because if they keep you cool and hot, then perfect. All right. So we have Abby on here, I think. Hello there. Hey, Abby from Chronicle of the Horse. So, why What's did up, you? Wh- who did you ditch us for last week? Did you have some other important date with a podcaster that you couldn't join us? Uh, no, no, I was in uh, Ocala, sunny Ocala, and unfortunately, I can't move the entire vault of Chronicles with me. So, um, <laughs> you are just you know, not dedicated. Little... You are not dedicated. I know. I know. Should have just gone okay. to hang out at Glenn's house. Yeah, we. Where, I know. Where, where were you? I, I never saw you the whole time you were here. I know it was it was craziness. Um, I we're at uh, Kingsfield Farm, Rebecca Simmons' farm. Um, it's lovely. We've been going down there for two years now, so it's it's a bit it's hard to manage because you know I'm still working down there and riding and competing. So how'd it with, go? You know, how'd the competing go? Was, Tell us what horse. Was, remind everybody about your horse. Yes, so I have a coming five-year-old chestnut thoroughbred mare. Um, her name is Elsa, after Queen Elsa from Frozen, of course. Of course. Um, she is competing at the novice level right now, and she's she's cleaning it up. She's killing it. Um, she's just like, I call her the FOD queen, the Finnish dressage queen, which I've gotten in trouble saying that once because she had one rail one time after I said it, but I'm just... <laughs> I'm not going with superstition right now. We're just going <laughs> to pretend that doesn't exist. Um, so she's great. She's super fun to ride. She's doing well on the flat, learning all the things. So learning to become a big kid event horse. I'm writing down Abby Land Rover 2024. <laughs> I've given you four years. That is plenty of time. Okay. <laughs> Provided yeah. I don't mess anything up. She's like, I'll cut that in half. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is that your dream someday? I don't know. I mean, it, it used to be. Um, I was going to potentially maybe do this full-time, uh, the riding thing, and then I decided that I like having my horses for fun. So I, I, they always say um, it kind of depends on the horse you have. I've I've run up through the preliminary level, and that was, like, scary enough for me. Um, I could see myself maybe running some intermediates on the right horse, but I don't want to I don't want to put a cap on anything because if she if it feels easy on her, then well, I'll just keep going. Whatever that's, works. That's what I've always said is, you know, it, I, the jump only seems big depending on what horse you're riding. Exactly. You know, some, yeah, sure. some cross rails look freaking huge. And for then sure. you can get on a horse that you run training in a three, six, you know, prelim fence is like a good challenge, you know. Right. So it just all depends on what horse you're riding. So, yeah, don't cap it. But, uh, you know, do what you got to yeah. do, girl. We will see. <laughs> I don't know. They all look big from the ground. 
those there jokes. There you go. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I really do. So you're getting close. You're not there yet, but you're getting close in the chronicling of time through the horse world. You're getting close to my birthday. I think that's going to be next time, right? Yes. Yep. So we are at 1957 today. Okay. So next next month should be 62. I was born in 62. We're going to have a birthday party. Yay. Good. Uh, Jamie's going to be required to provide the cake. Uh, oh, good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 19... Do you guys like tofu? <laughs> cool. <laughs> 1957. What Abby does for us every month is she looks through the old issues of the Chronicle of the Horse and pulls out some tidbits that were happening in that year. And when we get up to modern times, we're going to have to start over with a new batch of every five years. Uh, yep. Or maybe what we could do is go to the auditors and say, what year were you born? And we could start looking through auditors' years, what was happening the year they were born. So I like that. That could be fun, too. All right, so 1957. 1957. About the time got- of uh, the king of rock and roll. There you go. That's right. There's a uh, little bit of Cold War stuff that got mentioned in here a little bit later on. Um, I found some really interesting ones this week. Well, people were weird back then, too, so... That's great. Um, too. Yes, also, as well. Um, the first one I found is about track nicknames. So many different grooms and riders um, kind of, I guess they went around and asked for some of the strangest nicknames that people had at the track. Um, some of my favorites were the Snake Charmer. I guess there was a groom um, who worked for trainer, trainer Cheryl Ward who was in charge of the reptiles at the San Diego Zoological Gardens during his off-season, so they called him the Snake Charmer. Um, Potentially could be relatable to cranky horses as well. Um, They also had Radio Johnny. I guess this guy talked a lot. Um, They had a guy they called the Dog Wagon because he used to take the dogs down to the lake in a little wagon (laughs) during his days off. Um, so yeah, just behind the scenes at the track, we, I guess everybody had a nickname to be in the club, to be cool. You had to have your, you know, nickname to get, uh, what, hazed or indoctrinated into the track life. So those were fun. And then, um, this was, I think, I think the Cold War reference I found, um, the title is Good News from Switzerland. So this is a time where kind of tensions are increasing. I wanted you guys to guess, what do you think the good news from Switzerland was that we reported on? In 1957, the good news from Switzerland is the ski slopes are open. Oh my God, Jamie. Stop it. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Did I just guess that? (laughs) <laughs> yes, the Swiss hotel bookings were larger than ever in spite of the present world political situation. And why, uh, yeah, why the are they reporting on magazine. that? Were there horses there pulling the skiers? What was... <laughs> no, nobody, I, I have nobody would go out. There's a war going on. Yeah, so they just uh, yeah, ski reservations indicate or advanced reservations indicate that key skiing spots will have the largest ski season in history. I was going to go <laughs> with something of cheese or chocolate or, or chocolate. Yeah. That's right. Well, you picked the right one. They were probably mm-hmm. eating a lot of chocolate, too. So <laughs> Yay, me. Look at me. I get a point. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's winning so far. I have another another question for you later that one of these okay. can be like a fun. Hold on. Okay. Got to flip to the right page. Okay. So then there was another one that's a letter to the editor about it's called Maiden Horsemanship. Um, and this person wrote in saying that they were really excited at a recognized show to see a class offered for riders 12 and under to do walk trot only. Um, 
There were no other specifications, though, but it was obviously intended for, for beginners. So they thought, okay, we'll have, you know, the kids that are just learning to ride come in, be, be able to do this really competitive class at a rated show. Now, I guess all these, like, top, top young riders showed up that were, you know, doing, like, actual hunter courses and jumping and just swept this walk-trot class. And so this person wrote into the Chronicle to complain, and... uh I guess this was the version of the forums back then. So instead of going <laughs> online to talk about how it wasn't fair that these classes were this way, but it sounds to me like this is the beginning of kind of making sure that if you had certain qualifications or had competed in a certain level, you couldn't yeah. go in and take all the ribbons from the beginners who were just you, trying to get there. You want to so complain, you write a strongly worded letter exactly. to the editor and mm-hmm. then you get it published and you make change happen. So what there did the letter say? Um, she says, hold on, where did it go? I just lost it. She could be the catalyst for like the, the short stirrup. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> says, dear sir, I have been just reading the issues of the Chronicle containing AHS. This one is very tightly bound and I can't get the words that are in the binding <laughs> on show regulation. It brought to mind an incident which occurred last fall at a recognized show here on the Island among the classes offered was one for riders 12 and under to walk and trot only. No other specifications are mentioned. However, it was obviously intended for beginners. So many of the very young I think it says very young I'm in the binding again, entered only to find that they had to compete with many excellent riders. So the latter had been competing in the outside course events of jumper and hunter competitions in the main ring as well. And so it goes on to say that all these poor little kids showed up that had probably been on a lead line and they're competing against the kids speeding around in the jumper class. <laughs> oh, no. And, and short stirrup division was born. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there you go. Change was enacted. Letters to the editor. It's, you know, it doesn't... It's. Not much has changed. We just do this on the internet now. Yeah, not, yeah, <laughs> exactly. not much has changed. We just have a forum for it now that's a little easier exactly. than writing a letter to the editor and mailing it in three months later. That is yeah. true. We do still get quite a few. Um, do you I actually mean, really get letters? I was going to ask you. Yeah. That. Yeah. Not letters. I mean, I mean, mostly an email now, but yeah. we do get, we, and we feature quite a few of them, um, you know, especially if it's like a hot topic going on. So oh we still like to hear from people. I just realized I wrote a letter to the Chronicle <gasps> when I was. 20 something and apparently it got published. Oh really? What it and you never I never saw it, saw it. Yeah, no. I never saw it. Somebody told me like okay, so my trainer uh growing up was this German dressage lady and her name was Kay Smarslick. Okay. And okay. she passed away and I didn't know about it until I read the Chronicle. And there was like a thing about her in, in it. So I wrote a letter to the Chronicle, just like, hey. She found me my horse. Like she was amazing to me. She was a huge part. I still, I learned how to pull manes for her. You know, she was just like this very um, important, you know, like your first trainer is just really important to you for the rest of your life. Um, And so I wrote a letter and apparently, and her son called one of our mutual friends and wanted her to thank me for Oh, but I well, never I read it. For I that. never wrote it. Yeah, if you could find it, that'd be awesome. My name is <laughs> Jamie a- Massey back then. <laughs> Do you have a year? Like a Yeah, let me estimate. think. 1942. Oh, <laughs> Probably 98. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put that on my homework for next time, see if I can find it. Oh, God, I'd freak out. I don't even remember what I wrote, but I just remember she was she was really special to me. So That's very cool. That yeah. is very cool. Anyway, I so so there, Glenn. I wrote a letter to the I'm Chronicle. Impressed. Look I'm at impressed. me. There we go. Look at you. She's part of it. Part of the whole thing. Anything else oh, from 1957? 
I have two more okay. really good ones. So the first one is a classified ad. Um, it's for a saddle. So they are selling their saddle, but rather than putting a price on the saddle, it says it is listed in exchange for one female French poodle puppy. <laughs> so I don't even know if they want, like, I guess they don't want money. The only option here is to exchange for a That's puppy. a very specific two people that have to get together. Person that wants that exactly. saddle who has a, a French, what again? A French? A female French poodle puppy. Standard solid brown AKC registered. So this is specific. <laughs> That's very specific. And we'll all it says about the guns. saddle. Yeah, we'll exactly. Trade for tractor, working <laughs> something that don't eat. Yeah. All it says is uh, the saddle, all it says is forward seat saddle. So, like, we have more information about the dog than we do about the saddle that That's currently funny. exists. It used to pay by um, the word back then. So, you had to yeah. be very concise with your words. 98. That's right. I think it was 98. Mm-hmm. Did I say 98? Yes, that's what you said. Okay. Yeah, All right, I gotta, fine. I'm gonna go digging for it. Um, and then the last one, the it's in the clubhouse turn, so it's about our racing section, and the headline is just "Likes Artichokes." Um, apparently, this horse called Master Boeing was the, the way they kept him happy is that he got to eat four artichokes a day when they purchased him from France. And it says even though that artichokes are more expensive in this country, he's still getting the same ration while trading at Santa Anita. So <laughs> hey, he better be winning. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like, this is importing food for. This. At least we found also, one living thing that likes artichokes. I like, I don't like artichokes. Oh, I guess I'm <laughs> you like nothing. You're like a nine year old again. You drench them in butter. Although you do kind of have to like. I'm I'm imagining this horse like when I eat a full artichoke, you have to kind of you know bite scoop out like the meat part right i so, was wondering like it's just like how do they just getting it huh just yeah. going for the whole flower thing that sounds really dangerous i don't know <laughs> hey i looked up about that one before you go i looked up 1957 yeah. as a snapshot in history i have a couple interesting things uh-huh. too that aren't horse related elvis presley did okay. appear on the ed sullivan show for the third time which really was his breakout appearance so i was kind of right on that oh, wow you women's right. day magazine which my mom used to get um or family circle magazine each cost seven cents that was the price of oh a magazine gosh. back then. We're uh, a Reader's Digest family. <laughs> were you? Yeah, we had that too. An ounce of gold was worth $35. Right now it's, what, I don't know, thousands. Wow. Uh, and Dick Clark's American Bandstand started on ABC in 1957. Oh. I also, just for Jamie, have a funny story. This is out of Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, apparently this guy, Richie Ashburn, hit a fan with a foul ball, breaking her nose, and while they were taking out on a stretcher, he hit another foul ball and hit her in the face a second time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Freaking Phillies, man. That's what you get. Don't go to a Phillies game. They'll boo you uh, and hit you with they... baseball. Because <laughs> you know what happened is she got hit again and they booed her. So they just boo there. Oh, there you go. There, I just thought I'd uh, share some of those highlights with you from 1957. Thank you, Abby. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next month. All right. Thanks. You're the best. Bye. All right, really quickly. I think that's our happy oh, they story. Hit her in the hitter again. I think we're that's doing brutal. Real quick, happy story. Eighty-six-year-old. You probably saw the video. Marianne Wakefield. She was at uh, the University of Mississippi basketball game. She's been a fan forever. She's an Ole Miss fan for like sixty years. They call her out to do one of those halftime things where you have to do something to win a car. 
Well, her something she had to do was hit a golf ball. She had to put a golf ball the whole length of the court into this thing that was like six inches wide, and she'd win the car, and she did it. The place went nuts. She won the car. She won a 2020 Nissan Altima. She hit that golf ball all the way across the court and and won the car. But unfortunately, the team lost 103 to 78. But uh, <laughs> didn't I tell you about hitting a half court shot in hockey? I didn't get jacked. <laughs> you didn't win a 2020 Nissan Altima. That's for I sure. Got nothing. <laughs> so that's my Probably happy story. All right, that's I don't it. Have uh, a story you miss it from Friday. <laughs> Yeah, save yours for Friday. Hang on, auditors. We're going to talk about viruses and what's happening in the world after in the post-show. In the meantime, brand new tomorrow, we have Kayla coming on with her co-host from Australia, and they're going to be talking sales and breeding of horses in the first monthly episode. It's coming out tomorrow, so you definitely want to tune in then. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you Friday. Get your ads in. To, you, they we're giving away the prizes on Friday, so get your ads oh, into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com to get your entries in. Big prizes, over $600 worth on Friday. Bay, Bay Neuter Geld. Peace. Okay, we are out. We're out. Okay. So I end up going to the hospital the other night for, it was a Tuesday night, I think. So uh, was that Monday night? So I go to the hospital on Monday night. Uh, I was having. Is this having, on the recording right now? Yes, where this is for the auditors. This leads to the coronavirus. Okay. So I get to the hospital and I'm having chest pains and stuff that a heart attacks are made of. And I found out my blood pressure was really high. It was like 210 or over 110 or something, which is why I was feeling the way I was. Uh, and then it turns out uh, they checked me out, did all kinds of tests, blood work and everything and said, you're perfectly healthy. There's not a test here that isn't coming out perfect. And then later that night, I go home and my Lyme acts up and I had a bad Lyme day yesterday. So it causes weird crap. But while I was there... I did notice not the nurses, but all the doctors in the emergency room were wearing masks. And I've never seen that before. Like they had them on the whole time. And that got me thinking about the coronavirus, right? Obviously, they're probably taking it seriously. Yet I didn't see any signage like wash your hands. I must have washed my hand 50 times in that emergency room. Uh, And Jennifer's like squirting stuff in her hands the whole time. Um, But it it just made me think about the coronavirus. And I asked the auditors on the auditor page whether they're worried about it or not. And half were, half weren't. You know, it was, there was a mix in there. But got a lot of comments, like 80 comments. Uh, But then, you know, and then the, of course, the uh, CDC came out yesterday and said, uh, coronavirus disruption to everyday life in the U.S. may be severe. So they're putting out all kinds of warnings yesterday, um, and that it, it's probably going to spread in the U.S. and and that kind of thing. And uh, you know, I so noticed- Chad has a Chad has a stock uh, app where he kind of trades, not for tons of money, but he trades and plays like with the stock oh, market. He probably lost ten percent. Uh, all of it. 
I mean, it's all gone. He's like, we lost $10,000 in one day. And I'm like, what? How much money do you have in that app? He's like, no, just in general. All of, uh, I don't want, it's kind of like horses. Like, well, you don't come in my barn. I won't go in your, your stock trading app. But he said that um, he is buying a ton of really low stuff right now because the stock market like crashed and it's all because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's going to get worse. I think, you know, all the reading I did yesterday, because I used to be into finance, remember? And I, so I kind of follow that a little bit. And I, I think the problem is supply chain. We have so many companies, car companies, everything everything that's made here is on on-demand parts now. You know, car companies are only working two to three days out. Well, a lot of those parts come from China. If the factories are closed, then they're missing one part. They can't make a car, right? So that's true of a lot of things that are made in China are slowed down. I, I saw that if if they were expecting shipments out of a lot of the areas in China that you expect to get a shipment from the time the store or whoever places the order, it's three months, expect it to be six to nine months now. Um, so they're really seeing a slowdown in products coming in. Well, we'll see that in the horse world too. I mean, that, that's not exempt. So we're going we're gonna to see that in the horse world. Um, the other thing too is, I cannot believe there was a large. Con- I'm going to a conference next week, Podfest. In there'll be about two thousand people there in Orlando, and I just heard. I can't really say what it is, but I just heard there was another conference in Orlando this weekend and next week. Six thousand people, and they've canceled it because of this, because of the coronavirus. And I asked, it was it because there were a large Asian population that works for this company or coming in? And, and she said, no, they had already canceled. The, all the Asian people couldn't come. They already said they were, and Italy too, by the way, is included in that now, uh, wow. that the Italians couldn't come. So now we have a situation where this conference, six thousand, can you imagine what it's costing that company? They, and it was at Disney, <laughs> so extra expensive. And they canceled it four days before it was supposed to start. It's going to cost them millions of dollars. So I don't know. It's crazy to think. I think, you know, I noticed a lot of the listeners said, well, it's nothing more than a bad flu. And, you know, old people and people like me with immune system problems are the ones who would be most affected or dying from it. But it's it's what it does to the economy that could be the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you think back to the crash in 2008, which really affected a lot of us. In, in now, did I hear world. that it goes away, like the warm weather will help kill the virus? Apparently. And, and it, it apparently what's causing the spread is it, you can be sick with it for two to 14 days. Plus, it looks like a bad cold or a flu. So people are they don't necessarily, they think they have a cold. So they're still out going to work and doing their normal things, spreading it everywhere. So you could have it for 14 days, be spreading to everybody you know, and you're not sick, which is what's causing the issue. You know, that's what the big problem. It's really affecting, obviously, the cruise industry because they've had to cancel so many cruises over in Asia uh, that the, the cruise or the stock prices for the cruise companies have gone down up to 25% in the last week. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot. It's going to be a lot of repercussions that are financial more than even physical. Uh, you know, I, and I saw a couple people that are, we have a lot of nurses that are auditors. And, you know, several have said that they're really obviously thinking about it and concerned about it. Has, has Chad, have they talked to the, anything about the airlines? Um. Not that I know of, but he probably doesn't tell me that stuff. But I did have a lesson, like a lesson with him on hand washing protocol because I feel like sometimes, you know, we go to the bathroom, we just slap some up, so we wash your hands, and then you leave. So I was going to educate you guys on how to properly 
wash your hands. Would you like to hear, Glenn, you how you only get that on the after show of Horses in the Morning. Where else I are mean, you going to find this quality entertainment? This is this is not a entertainment, Glenn. This is the part where people go, oh, my God, I learned so much from your <laughs> podcast. So great. This what do they say? You're part. supposed to watch it for like 30 seconds, which, by the way, while you're standing there with a line behind you, seems like a hell of a long time. You know what? You be you, buddy. <laughs> you own your time. It's your time at the sink. Uh, so, no, you're supposed to sing it. Uh, you'd be able to sing happy birthday in your head twice. And you wet your hands, okay? Apply enough soap to cover all your hand surfaces. Rub your hands palm to palm. Right palm over left palm uh, of the back of your left hand. And you, this is the part where they are like, people are washing their hands and then they get bacteria like scanned to see like blacklighted to see what didn't come off. And it's the part in between your fingers, like your webs of your fingers. So you have to really like get your fingers intertwined, interlaced and scrub the inside in between your fingers and do that. Your thumbs kind of like put your thumb like one hand around your thumb and squeeze it and then go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so, so you scrub both your thumbs as well. And you get in between your finger where like your webbing is. Then you have to, this is the part people overlook, dry your hands. Apparently wet washed hands spread germs just as well, well as non-washed. I got to ask you though. And I don't, I know they say those air dryers, especially the ones that uh, what's that company makes where you stick your hands down in between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dyson, right? Aren't they Dysons? Uh-huh. So th- how is that not just spreading germs everywhere? I mean, I've read that like it throws poop every poop particles everywhere, I, right? <laughs> give me a paper towel, thank you very much. And I know killing trees and all that, but I got to believe those hand dryers just spread germs everywhere. Are they good? I mean, come on. I don't know. Here's how I dry my hands. I put it. Run my hands sure? through my hair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've always done. I've always had long hair. It always needs a little bit of body. I just. I right, have gotten better at taking hair. a paper towel to open the door to get now. I have gotten better oh, about yeah. that. I do that every time. Yeah. And you know what? Even on the ship we were on the last time, I, there were new signs that said, use paper towels to open bathroom doors. It said it in every bathroom. Really? Yeah. They they, huh. they wanted you, and they put a trash can. This is the part. You take your paper towel, you open the door, you walk out, and now you got a paper towel in your hand and no trash can. Uh, yeah. They started to put trash cans outside the doors at, on the cruise ship because the, I, I guess they really want you to do that. But, yeah, so I don't know. Wash your hands a lot. I must have watched it 50 times at the hospital the other night. Well, geez, there you go. There's your education <laughs> for horses in the morning today. What did we learn today? today. <laughs> what did we learn? We learned how to wash our, our hands, hands properly. That's correct. And dry them thoroughly. And, and probably about... running them through your hair is not the best option. You did a good job, by the way, of keeping Tad from going way over our head. <laughs> Thank you. I for... warned him ahead of time. I was like, Tad, you got to talk to me like I'm dumb because I am. I own this thing. I have no idea why it works. I have no idea what it does. I can't. People are like, how does it work? I'm like, I don't know. Well, what does it do? I don't know. <laughs> I just use it's it. Magic. <laughs> I just use it. And the dear sweet auditor sent it to me to try and bought me a six month subscription. And I'm like, it works. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. He's using that subscription model. 
That's interesting. I think it's annoying because I just don't. I don't want to make a monthly payment. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering how it's much. Yeah, I, I figured that's why he was doing it because nobody would buy it. I don't know. Well, no, I. I mean, I. It's a five hundred dollar deposit. Oh wow! So it. I mean, I would think it's like five hundred bucks, right? Because I mean, they sell the saddles with the same tree inside it. Right. I don't know. I, that's the part that's irritating to me. And I know you get new technology and you can, I don't know, but uh, I just want to own it because I like things to be mine. I don't <laughs> like, I don't like library books. I don't like anything I have to borrow. I want to just own it. Well, I did notice at the hospital, Jennifer made this comment that there were no, speaking of books, there were no books or magazines anywhere. And even at the doctor's office, the last time I was there, magazine rack gone. Not even they don't the need wall. it anymore, but he stares at their I bottom. know. And plus, talk about a germ factory. I, I heard they're starting to take them out of all the planes, too. There's no more magazines and planes, apparently, anymore. No, I was just in a plane that had magazines. They had them? Huh, yeah. Must be some airlines are taking them out. They don't want to lose that revenue from all those ads in there. I have a perfect song to end the show today, and you can sing along this time. Oh, you're going to play it? Yes, I have a perfect am one. I getting, am I getting... You know what this is by two? No. Don't get me wrong, I like a good time. Just as much as the next guy. Jared, but you I don't play it very often. Artificial thrills. Let me tell you how I got this black eye. The other day I got bucked off. I got hung up and drugged around a little. Ibuprofen turned my frown. Upside down, I'm talking Ibuprofen will get you through those days Ibuprofen will help you Is that not the perfect song for today? So here's I don't know if Ibuprofen is going to... I mean, I need like a, like a song about alcohol because that kills germs. Purell. We need a song about Purell. <laughs> All right, everybody, get your ads in. Give away prizes on Friday. All right. Bye, guys. I'm singing next time.